0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So this week already has started or has kind of gone into this weird post E3 news cycle for whatever reason. I'm not sure why this news wasn't coming out during E3 week, but whatever. You know, companies are doing their own thing, especially because of the pandemic and everything like that. But right away, I think the first thing that we should definitely talk about is the Nintendo oled announcement and i'm saying it with that weird inflection in my voice because we thought it would be called a a nintendo switch pro or a super nintendo switch or a new nintendo switch but nintendo just randomly decided to drop a trailer for a new version of their switch and they call it the nintendo switch oled edition or whatever again bad naming whatever so again it looked cool this is something that we were predicting it had it had all the things that we kind of were hoping for. It has an OLED screen, no bezel, so it's it's basically the same size as the the Switch is right now, just all the way you know to edge to edge OLED screen, of course, which will make the make the games everything look really nice. Resolution is still the same, but okay, you know what? That's fine. They have a cool kickstand in the back, which is which is good. I mean, I don't really play games like that with the kickstand and everything like that, but I know some people who do, right? So whatever. A good kickstand, which is reminiscent of the, the Microsoft Surface Pro it has a newer looking dock. It looks more sleek, looks nicer, has like this white color to it, almost like this white futuristic color has like has the Ethernet LAN port area. Finally, I mean, I'm, I am I use the USB port that would basically convert itself into an Ethernet port LAN thing, whatever. But like this time, at least it's inbuilt. Great. All great things. Everything. We're like, OK, this is awesome. This is come what we wanted. The price is at 449 Canadian dollars. So that's, what what would that be? That would be like, what, $349 USD, I guess. So it's basically $50 more expensive than the current Switch. All right, cool. You know what? Okay, $50, we get it. All right, so like, what's the RAM, right? What's the CPU? What's the GPU like? Is it like more, you know, around the PS4 range? Is it more around the Xbox One S range? You know, that's kind of what we were thinking, All right. So like, you know, give us the the specs and everything like that. And they're like, no, sorry, uh, nothing's changed. Like internally, it's the same as the switch you currently own. It just has an OLED screen. It just has a new kickstand. Uh, It just has that ethernet port in the, in the, in the dock. And I think it also has, it says that it has better audio on the, on the switch itself. So I guess they just put more speakers on there and they're like, yeah. So by the way, this is a, this is a new switch that we have at the moment and it will cost $50 more than the current Switch, you know, because, hey, OLED, man, OLED screen, everything like that, that's definitely worth $50 more. I don't think, I don't think it is. I, I do not, I thought this would at least just replace the current Switch. But instead, they're like, no, 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 we'll keep the current Switch because that's still selling. But this is a $50 more version that we want anyone that currently owns the Switch to possibly buy. But at the same time, you know, we want to push people to this OLED edition for the for the next year or so. So like, I think that was a big disappointment because I would I would totally understand, I, I predicted this before as well, and I kept thinking in my brain, I'm like, why would Nintendo Switch want to release a pro model, right? Like we kind of talked about this in, on this podcast before, I've I made a couple of videos about this too. Why would they need to make, why would they want to release a pro edition when their current Switch is selling out like crazy? You know, the reason that we see a PS5, the reason we see an Xbox Series X and S is because you start seeing a huge decline in sales for PS4 or in, in when, when PS4 was coming out and PS3. Like that was kind of why we, we see a new iteration of these consoles, right? And that totally made sense. That totally makes sense as to like why they would do that because they're like, yeah, we need to adapt with the technology, be able to kind of get people more excited about this thing again. And plus, we would get all the people that bought a PS4 to buy another PlayStation console, buy a new PS5. But in this case, Nintendo Switch only just got better and better and better since the pandemic, since the release of Animal Crossing that I'm like, it made no sense. It made no sense. And that's kind of why I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe Nintendo's like, that's fine. We'll put the Nintendo Switch Pro out there and it'll make us even more money, right? Like, or whatever plan they had. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, maybe that's their goal. Maybe maybe they really want the new the Cyberpunk games or, or Red Dead Redemption or GTA and all these games to just finally start being able to actually come to the Switch and play relatively okay, right? Maybe that's what, that's what their plan was. And then this comes out, right? And I'm like, oh, see? So they they were thinking it that way. They were thinking that, no, there's no need for us to differentiate this audience. There's no need for us to give. I, I never actually didn't think that they would ever differentiate or they would actually kind of like have it that games will only come out for the Switch Pro. It'll be more like they just run better. But at the same time, I was like, it made no sense for them to release the thing, right? So then like this coming out, it just seems that they're, they're like, yeah, look, we it's kind of like the Switch Lite. It's the same Nintendo Switch as we've always had. It just has like these new bells and whistles so that we can get new people who might be interested in the Switch. At the same time, we can also get people who already bought the Nintendo Switch to kind of double dip and to just kind of get those sales to skyrocket even further. So like, I it's, it's weird because it's like it's like they released a new version, which was what I was predicting they wouldn't do. But at the same time, they didn't really release a new version because people like myself who have a Switch already, I have a launch edition Switch and I feel like I should get a new one because there are times when it, it feels like that thing's overheating or something. But, you know, like I have a launch edition one and it's still doing well. It's still fine. But, you know, like it's, I, I'm looking at it being like, no, but this money that I would spend on this, why don't I just buy an Xbox Series X or why don't I just put that towards like a 3070 or something like that? You know, like it just makes no sense. It's very disappointing, I think, for a lot of people just because Nintendo Switch is struggling now when it comes to the games. You see that in the current games. Like, I play a lot of Mario Golf, and Mario Golf, like, it runs at a good frame rate, but it does not look good, especially if you have a 4K TV, which I think a lot of people nowadays do. Like, it it just does not look good. Like, I understand. Like, that's another thing that I thought maybe they would do with this new edition, saying that, hey, we're going to upscale everything to 4K, at least, you know, to so make it look nicer or whatever nope none of that either still stuck to 1080p which is just ridiculous but that was like the main that that's like the thing that I'm I'm noticing is that they have some big games coming out like Metroid Dread which already looks like it's chugging a little bit in the gameplay that we've seen they have games like uh the Pokemon Atreus whatever I forgot what it was the big Pokemon RPG the the open world RPG that was already struggling when we saw that gameplay right so these are all these and like Breath of the Wild 2 looks great and I don't, I don't even know how that will run on this system. But like because it, because Nintendo Switch is struggling to run these games. Like it's just in full honesty, this is like using like the, the same processor and, and and GPU or whatever that you would you might see on your on an iPad or or, or less. Like something, I, the iPad probably has a better processor and stuff at this point, right? Because it's been it's like it's been so long. So I I just I I'm thinking that it's very possible that they might be leaning towards hey let's release a new. Switch and it'll be like the OLED version, but it'll be the Nintendo Switch OLED new edition. I don't know, like the, the new Nintendo Switch OLED edition. I think that's what they'll call it, and it'll be that one, basically, be the OLED version, but it will have a better processor and stuff. And I think they might try to kind of release it around the same time as as uh, Breath of the Wild two next year. So I don't like it's it's a weird situation where I, I get it. If people just want to buy this, I go for it. But like if you're like someone who's like myself who already has a Switch and are looking to upgrade it because the games don't run well and you're like, you know what, I just want a new one because my current one is like it's like dying or whatever. I don't know. I would just say just hold off for a little bit because it's very, very, very possible that they will release the Switch Pro and it will come out next year. And I, I, I read some theories that some people were saying is because of the current chip shortages that we're seeing with the NVIDIA AMD GPUs that we're seeing with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X right now, which is why we don't. See, it's very hard to find them. So it's very possible that that's the reason that Nintendo's like, you know what? The big issue with this chip shortage, let's just release this version without the new chipset. And then next year when hopefully this gets a bit better, we'll start manufacturing these, right? I don't know the exact things in there. But overall, like needless to say, uh, everyone's a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed. And it's coming out October 8th, same day as Metroid Dread. And I don't know, I just don't, I... If you're like me, who primarily games on the on your on your TV and like occasionally plays it handheld, this just yeah, it's not worth it at all. This is it does nothing. It literally does nothing to your TV playing experience. So, I think that's just my my two cents on that. The next thing we want to talk about is the Sony event that will be happening tomorrow, July eighth. Uh, so they did announce this. About the event itself and I kind of talked about I made like all these predictions and everything like that and then it turns out that it's not there's not gonna be there's not there's not gonna be anything about Horizon Forbidden West it's not gonna be anything about God of War there's not gonna be anything about the PSVR 2 which I don't really care about at the moment in at all honesty but they kind of announced like yeah they, they have an event planned for tomorrow it will be primarily focused on Deathloop for nine minutes out of the 30 minute slot and then it'll be focusing on indies and third-party games on top of that so okay like that sounds cool i'm pretty excited for that like Deathloop, i'm i'm not sure if i'm sold sold but like i'm interested in it um especially once i found out that you can play that game single player i was kind of worried that it was a game that like almost forces you to just kind of play online or make sure you're playing with someone or whatever and i was like yeah like that's fine if it's couch co-op right kind of like it takes two but if it's online, it's kind of the whole C of Thieves thing, right? Like I really like C of these. I really want to keep playing it, but I have to coordinate with like a group of friends to be able to play it, right? Not everyone in my in my friend group is able to kind of jump on and just play video games just like that, right? So I'm I'm kind of glad that there is a single player component to Deathloop where it's like, nope, you play on your own. That's all fine. But like at the same time, I'm like, like okay, like can I just I'm, I'll just get the game, right? Like I've seen trailers. I've seen all this stuff here and there. I know it's coming. At this point, I'm just like I'm kinda of done with all these things where it's like, okay, you've seen you show me the same thing like 15 times. Like I don't know. I don't know what else you want to try to do at this point to me, right? As a as a consumer, as someone who might buy this game. So look, I'm interested in Deathloop. I'll I'm sure it'll be cool, but please just show me everything anything else. Um it doesn't it doesn't seem like they're going to be talking about anything first party. It's very possible they might still announce something, but Third-party-wise, I do I do think that we might see Final Fantasy 16, which is the one that's, you know, the, the Square Enix is, of course, Final Fantasy series. And uh, the 16th edition or 16th entry is apparently placing exclusive, probably similar to Final Fantasy VII, uh, the remake. It'll probably be like uh, exclusive for a year or something like that. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. So I don't, I, 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 I'll be surprised if we don't. Like, it's possible they'll show it, especially because they are, I am reading that Final Fantasy XVI is apparently a lot closer than we think. And then, of course, it's also Forspoken, which is another Square Enix game. So I won't be surprised if we see that there as well. Maybe Ghostwire Tokyo, which is another third-party exclusive. I'm just thinking about third-party exclusive rather than just third-party. They might they might show Call of Duty since we haven't really heard about that game, right? Uh, since Battlefield has kind of gone the Xbox route. So I, I, it's possible that Call of Duty might come to uh, PlayStation uh, in that way. But yeah, like other than that, there's nothing. Because I think most of us are just... Wanting to know more about Forbidden Horizon Forbidden West when that comes out, right? Everyone loves Ratchet and Clank. I love Ratchet and Clank. So, like, we're like, okay, we're already on this place to train. We know that Deathloop is coming out in August. We know that Ghostfire Tokyo is supposed to come out sometime end of this year, hopefully not in October because October is packed. So, it's kind of like, okay, does Horizon come out in September to kind of like take up that space? You know, does Horizon come out in November, take up that space? with you know probably call of duty and forza horizon and maybe halo Infinite stuff like that like i'm just interested to see how these third-party exclusives and just horizon at the moment because i don't think there's any other playstation owned exclusive that we know about that will be coming out who knows sandhill maybe in october i don't know but like like, I'm, I just want to know how these games fit in this calendar year at this point because, uh, like you know, Sony has been tight-lipped about everything, but they do a good job of saying that, okay, yeah, this is the announcement and the game's coming out in a couple of months. So they have been very, very good about that, as we've seen with Returnal, as we've seen with, with Ratchet and Clank. So I'm I'm, 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 I'll wait. I don't mind waiting for more Horizon news, but I, I just want, I just want Sony to show us more, right? Because I feel like because of E3. We've seen everything about every other console, every other publisher. We just haven't seen anything from Sony. So as a Sony fan, as a PlayStation fan, I just want to see more. I just want to see some some stuff from them, just see what they're up to, what they're working on, uh, what's going to be coming on in the next six months. And just, yeah, just get get us more excited about the PS5, right? Get us more excited to be PS5 owners because having Ratchet & Clank, having Eternal, having Demon Souls, having Spider-Man, Miles Morales has been great, right? It's great. For me, it's just like I just... Like, I like could look at like Nintendo, even though we can kind of make fun of Nintendo strategy with like their games right now. With they have Metroid Dread, which for Metroid fans is amazing, but for people like myself who who has never played a Metroid game, it's like, okay, cool. Uh, then they have the WarioWare, uh, I think oh, I forgot what it's called, but WarioWare is something. But a warrior game, which I've always heard good things about, but again, not a, I'm not like a huge fan of it or anything like that. Then they have Shin Megami Tensei 5, which is like Persona 5 or Persona games, kind of like that. But again, it's like supposed to be a game that people really like. Again, another, another game to try out. Uh, the, new po- the new Pokemon games, they have like that Pokemon Diamond and something, Pearl maybe? Yeah, Diamond and Pearl remakes. Coming out in November, so they have like all these games. Even though like not, none of them are gonna stand out and say, "Oh my God, this game is gonna take over the entire year." But they have like literally four exclusive games of their own property, like stuff like that, like coming out soon, right? So and Super Mario Party as well, the new one, right? So I just, I just want. I would be more than happy to just even get like, you know, one or two games from from, uh, Sony like that. But I just want to know. I just want to know, even if it's next year, if they're like, oh, this game's coming out in December, this one's coming out in January, this one's coming out in March. I'm like, okay, just tell me, just give me an idea so that I can get excited again, you know? Uh, It has been a little empty (laughs) for for like, uh, you know, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S owners at the moment, right? We are getting good games, but like it's been empty in terms of that big game, that big game that just takes over the world. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that we start to get more news uh, on that front. So we can move on to talking about Gosushima and the director's cut, the controversy. So first of all, the director's cut is officially announced. This was something that we were predicting before. Uh, so director's cut is, in, uh, is is has been announced. It has uh, basically all the you know bells and whistles that you would expect from a director's cut, like. Um, I think additional features like Japanese voice acting, Japanese lip sync stuff like that. I think Japanese voice acting was there, but Japanese lip syncing wasn't there, so they added that. They added they're apparently adding some new modes. Um, they added a whole new area, so that's the big one, which which is like a whole area called uh, Iki Island, or yeah, is, is it Iki? Island? No, is it uh, I- I- Iki Shika? No, something like that. It was. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm probably like saying it wrong, but it's basically a new island that you can explore and there's a story associated with it. You have trophies, you have new things to do. And apparently it's like a proper like expansion-like story. So Ikishika. I'm sorry, it's, it's stuck in my brain. I, can't, I don't know why I can't, it's not coming to me. But like basically like it's like a whole like island that you can like kind of actually go into, do all the side missions, uh, have a story and everything like that, have like a mini campaign or whatever. So all that sounds good, right? Like Director's Cut, everything like that. For especially people who haven't played Ghost of Shema, like it must be, it's going to be awesome, right? For for them. So the the controversy comes from people upgrading to this Director's Cut. So people who have a PS4 version like myself, for us, if we want to upgrade, we need to pay 30 USD or 49.99 in, in Canada, I think. I think, yeah, it's like 49. It it's probably around that, basically. Or oh, maybe it's like around 40. Basically around that amount for us as well right and it, and and that's kind of where the confusion comes because basically it's like apparently the expansion is 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 great but obviously we don't know we don't know at the moment I'm just going to say that right now we don't know how big this expansion is we don't know how long this expansion is or anything like that but the problem is coming a problem is coming from is that if you just want to get the expansion if you just want to upgrade to the director's cut on the PS4 version like that you already own for all PS5 owners right now it costs 20 USD. And then obviously you'll get all the director's cut stuff. Uh, You know, obviously that's like a reasonable price. 20 USD for like an expansion and everything added, like all the new stuff, everything, whatever. Okay, cool. If you're on PS5, they're adding this, you know, the PS5 tax of, oh, if you want to get the PS5 um, upgrades and everything like that, you know, all that upgrades, whatever, like the the PS5 goodness that we've paid all this money for so far. They're like, oh yeah, no, that's 30 USD. And that kind of goes back to my issue from the longest time, which is why I didn't buy Returnal for full price, which is why I bought a second-hand version, and which is why I'm, I'm it's not like I'm, I'm completely against this, this $70, 70 USD thing, right? I've, I've kind of talked about this. 70 USD for a solely single-player game that I feel like is worthwhile, I, I don't mind paying for it, right? I don't mind paying 70 USD for a game like Ratchet & Clank, where it's like a properly curated single-player experience from the start to finish made by Insomniac Games coming from a long-standing series of Ratchet & that has grown up with me, you know, versus paying 70 USD for Returnal, which is procedurally generated, has cool gameplay, very arcade gameplay, and, you know, is a new concept, new franchise and everything like that. But like, again, it's procedurally generated, it's not like it's curated in that sense, has cool story elements, and they're asking you to pay 70 USD for something like that when it's like, no, this is, this is like their first try making something like this. It's not a proper franchise that's been there for a while, it it's not hard to sell, you know what I'm saying? So, so like I I I get that I get that 70 USD thing for 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 some for certain things, but I would honestly still understand if they ask for 70 USD for the Ghost of director's cut version for the PS5, right? Okay, like if it's coming out, it's kind of like the, the Final Fantasy 7 remake thing. If it, if you buy it like like that in that bundle straight for the PS5, look, this is what the price is for people who already bought it. Look, we have an upgrade path for you because you supported us. That that I would appreciate. But like the fact that you're saying that <laughs> that the PS5 stuff is like is like no no if you don't get the PS5 version of it you pay us ten dollars more. It's like really you you're telling me that you couldn't just like I I bought this game day one. I bought this game day one because I believe Sucker Punch. I really I liked the way the game looked from from way back. I gave the game my game of the year award for like last year and I really enjoyed it and I'm like really like for people like myself who have been telling everyone to play this game our thanks is oh yeah you have a ps5 because you were one of the first people to get a ps5 as well and like lucky enough to get a ps5 and you bought our game as well day one when it came out yeah thank you for doing that that definitely helped get our like numbers up back home like back here we got some nice boosts. i don't know if they got nice bonuses but like i hope they did but like like you know we're, we're living our life we're doing good jobs here whatever we're having a fun time but like we just need a bit more from you. We just need a little bit more from you, you know? Just keep keep giving this to us, you know? It's kind of like, okay, like, it just gets to a point where it's like, it just becomes a little unfair on the consumer. And I should definitely say, like, uh, anything, like, anytime you see a game being put at 70 USD and they make the argument that, oh, yeah, it's, too, it's for the developers, I would first check the publisher. If the publisher is, like, Activision or Sony or 2K or something like that, it's not going to developers. I hope it did. I honestly hope it did because that would make, that would give developers so much incentive to stay at these companies because, you know, they're just being worked to the bone in in many cases. But like, that is not the case. I just, I just want to get that out there because I get so frustrated when people message me about this when it's like, oh yeah, but it's like to support the developers. I'm like, okay, can, can any developer, like, please, if I'm being, if I'm wrong, if you work for these big publishers, obviously don't tell me that you work, which one you work for, but just message me. Let me know that if you're working with these big publishers and these games are priced at 70 USD, you yourself saw a big salary increase or you yourself saw a big bonus when that game like started selling or something like that. Just let me know because I'm very curious to know this because I don't think that's the case. So I just I just do not like this whole 70 USD push that Sony has done and unfortunately 2K is doing it, Activision is doing it and we're just going in this direction because no one's, no one's saying anything, right? No one's saying anything. Like if, if I talk about it, people will always have like, uh, this things like about like ways to defend it or whatever and like no, like uh, games have been priced the same for so long and I'm like okay but in 1995 when the game was priced to USD they didn't have microtransactions, they didn't have battle passes, they didn't have expansions and this and that and whatever you know like they didn't have ways to monetize you on top of the game price for like I don't know how long so I just I just hate that argument it's almost like it it really really it really it really frustrates, it really, really frustrates me just because it's just like okay like You know, obviously you have these intelligent arguments, but you're telling me that you're completely forgetting the main reason EA is like EA is EA right now. The main reason EA continually pushes out FIFA, the main reason we have all these controversies around loot boxes, like after everything we've our industry has gone through, like you're telling me that that big thing that's making most of the money. For these companies, is completely put to the side. It's like no, no, no. But the games have been priced for 60 USD for so long. We need to let them make it to 70. It's like okay, if it goes 70 USD, will the microtransactions go away? No, 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 no. The micro—they're still there. They will still be there. It's like oh, okay. So you just want more money on top of that. So I'm gonna (laughs) gonna stop my rant about that. I don't know where I went, but go Sushima Director's Cut. It looks good. I'm still gonna—I'm gonna probably get it because I love that game so much. I'm just. I'm really unhappy. I really, I really do hope that this doesn't become a thing. But I'm, I'm saying that as, whilst it's already become a thing, unfortunately. So the next thing is I this this is like an inter- I actually wrote this a while back. So I, that's why I kind of like giggle a little bit, yeah. it's because I was like, wait, what was I thinking when I wrote this? But this was kind of like me going back and forth at at one point once I got Game Pass again on PC. I'm just giving you a little backstory before I kind of talk about it, but. I got Game Pass again on my PC because I wanted to like stream some games and play some stuff on on Game Pass just to try it out. And I tried out Knockout City, tried out Yakuza Seven, and I was like, you know what? Like this is really cool. And there's some new games coming on Game Pass and everything like that. And I was kind of thinking in my brain, I'm like, you know what? This is great. My PC is obviously pretty pretty good. I can run all these games on at 1440p over 60 FPS and everything like that. It runs really well, like ultra setting. But I'm like, oh man, like I, I would really want to be able to play these games outside on my on my TV where I have my whole surround setup and everything like that, you know. So it's it's for me it'll just be more enjoyable because sometimes I don't want to be sitting upright on my on my chair, right, my gaming chair, everything like that. I know some people don't mind that, like I do. I don't know why for me like I like to be a little bit more comfortable, like couch comfortable, you know. So I was like, you know what, Dude, is, this, is this is this me being convinced to buy an Xbox? This is me, a PlayStation, a a PlayStation 5 owner, a Nintendo Switch owner, and a PC with an RTX 2080. Hopefully, I mean, I'm trying to find a 3070, which is like really tough. Uh, I don't know if I will, to be honest. Like that's a whole, that's a whole other story. But like, I have a pretty good PC that runs games at 1440p, ray tracing, all that stuff. And I'm one of those people that generally does not need an Xbox Series X. And yet I'm at this point... Not because I'm like, I'm just thinking about money to just throw here and there, because I'm like, no, I actually would put that money towards an OLED TV, which is something I want to get over time. I would probably put that money towards an RTX 3070 or whatever the next GPU will be, the 40 series or whatever. But instead, I'm like, you know what? If I actually had a Series X, I could actually be able to play all these Game Pass games outside on my TV, which is where my comfort level is at the moment, right? At the moment, I just feel more comfortable playing on the couch with my surround sound setup, which obviously I've just invested a lot of money in, right? So I was just kind of going back and forth and it's just kind of gone to this point where I'm like, if I see a Series X available, I might just press that buy button. And it's crazy to think that, like, again, this is me being in my position where I'm, I'm very fortunate to be able to 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 get the series x if i wanted to right like that this is like definitely not the case for everyone but this is just like one of those weird cases where i try to find out if like people who have a pc and a, a good pc whether or not they would want to get a series x and i was like no why would they want to get a series x it makes no sense to get the series x you know because you if you have a good pc you have all the games available there and the main thing the main thing i forgot at the end of the day was comfort was literally, like, those of the key things that I've kind of based a lot of my life around in terms of, like, you know, my work life and also, like, you know, like, my my gaming system and, uh, like, the, my gaming setup and my sound stuff setup, like, comfort is such an important thing for me when it comes to, like, taking, consuming any kind of content, and I'm, like, I'm, like, yeah, like, I like my PC, I have, like, a gaming chair, and, like, it's, like, an off-brand gaming chair that I got on Amazon, which is not the best, So it's like, yeah, like, like, again, like, it's like, it's, it's, it's good enough, right? It does the job for like my productivity, for recording podcasts, for making my YouTube videos, for like doing any, any sort of work I have on the computer. Perfect. Right. But like for gaming, I'm like, yeah, like this is not comfortable. This is not, this is not very comfortable as I'm looking around. Like I, 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 what I also tried was I actually connected my PC to my TV outside. So I have like a long, uh, HDMI cable. And, the, and I have like my wireless Xbox controller, but for whatever reason, I'm, it's not like, I, I'm, I don't live in a huge space. For whatever reason, my Xbox controller, when I'm on the couch, will always disconnect every five minutes. But when I'm inside, of course, no problem. So what do I do? I buy a USB cable, a USB-C to USB cable, like a 15 feet one, that basically connects from my PC in my room all to the living room. So you have these two wires basically coming out from my room, one connecting the TV and one with a control to the end of it. And I'm outside playing Yakuza seven, and I'm like, like, look, this is obviously a cheaper way of doing it. This is not bad, but this is not ideal. You know, this is not the ideal setup I had in mind for being able to kind of play these video games. So I, I, I won't lie. I, it is, it is going through my mind. I am, I am thinking about it. Like it is, it does seem like a good investment for someone like myself. But like, again, like that same Because because my other thought was, Hey, why don't I make my, my, my gaming area, my PC area a little bit more comfortable, right? So I could invest in a, in a good chair and not a gaming chair because gaming chairs, in my opinion, are not very comfortable. Like I have a work chair, which is way more comfortable, but that work chair also costs me like around $600. <laughs> so again, so that's, that's where it comes to. I'm like, okay, if I spend $600 on a, on a very comfortable, a good chair, a good, comfortable chair where I can game in my PC, my living, in my PC area. I'm like, that's the same amount I would spend on an Xbox Series X. So I might as well just get an Xbox and put that outside. It's just, I know there's like good chairs you can get otherwise or whatever. I know I've been like kind of looking around because I've, I've tried a few of my friends' chairs like over time and they've, they have some good chairs that are, again, around $200, $300 or whatever. Um, You know, like around that range, but that, that's kind of where I, where I go back to again and again if I need to spend $300 or so, $200 to $300 on a, on a better chair. And like, even with my chair, I'll be lucky enough to sell this chair for like less than a hundred. I'll be like, in all honesty. But if I, if I spend $300, it just comes down to the same point that goes in my brain. I'm like, I spent $300. If I literally just spend $300 more dollars or whatever, I can just get the Xbox Series X and it'll be outside. You know what I'm saying? like. Is it? I don't know. I'm I'm going through back back and forth. I don't. I feel like I feel like someone stopped me. Someone, st- someone messaged Someone message me and stop me and tell me not to buy this or whatever, right? Because I'm going back and forth and just spending money on stuff when I don't need to spend money on this. And I can just game and do all of this on my PC. But this is just a weird weird problem that I'm going through. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have enough time to go over the games that I have been playing but it's just more of Yakuza 7, a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV, and actually a little bit of, actually all all of, I should say all of Doki Doki Literature Club, but we'll talk about that next week. So thank you so much everyone for joining. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. I'm posting a bunch of videos on YouTube this week. A bunch of videos next week as well. So please check that out. Let me know what you think about the format. If there's anything I should change, if there's something you want to see on YouTube, if you want, to, if you want me to change something about, the, about YouTube in terms of the way I approach my, my YouTube videos, anything like that, more than happy to take the advice, to take some recommendations from you and, and also kind of just adapt, right? So thank you so much everyone and I will see you next week. Bye.